Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hey, this is Courtney, and thanks for joining us today. As we begin our prayer and reading today, let's start off by taking a moment to pause, be still, and be aware of God's presence. Let's take a moment to share with the Lord where we're at, what we're thinking and feeling, as well as thank Him for all that He's done, is doing, and will do. prayer for peace. O God, the author of peace and lover of unity, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries. Through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. Lord, as I read your words in scripture, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you lead me and give me understanding. Lord, I ask that you would draw near and meet with me and lead me in your kingdom today. Lamentations 3, verses 16 through 42. He has made my teeth grind on gravel and made me cower in ashes. My soul is bereft of peace. I've forgotten what happiness is. So I say, my endurance has perished, so has my hope from the Lord. Remember my affliction and my wanderings, the wormwood and the gall. My soul continually remembers it and is bowed down within me. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. Let him sit alone in silence when it is laid on him. Let him put his mouth in the dust. There may yet be hope. Let him give his cheek to the one who strikes, and let him be filled with insults. For the Lord will not cast off forever, but though he cause grief, he will have compassion according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he does not afflict from his heart or grieve the children of men, to crush underfoot all the prisoners of the earth, to deny a man justice in the presence of the Most High, to subvert a man in his lawsuit, the Lord does not approve. 
Who has spoken and has come to pass, unless the Lord has commanded it? Is it not from the mouth of the Most High that good and bad come? Why should a living man complain, a man, about the punishment of his sins? Let us test and examine our ways and return to the Lord. Let us lift our hearts and hands to God in heaven. We have transgressed and rebelled, and you have not forgiven. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As I reflect on the scripture, a couple of verses stuck out to me. First was verse 17, where it says, I've forgotten what happiness is. So I say, my endurance has perished, so is my hope from the Lord. I think this verse really sets up um, the rest of the text and shows us how distraught the author is. Um, And then in verses 31 through 33, it says, For the Lord will not cast off forever, but though he cause grief, he will have compassion according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he does not afflict from his heart or grieve the children of men. And this was a great reminder to me that the Lord does discipline us out of his steadfast love. Um, But it will not be forever. It will not be for eternity. That we'll be disciplined for a time, but that is not God's heart for us to be um, distraught and afflicted, even though at times we bring it on ourselves uh, with our sin. But it says he will have compassion and God having a a compassionate heart, it means that he's sympathetic to us, that he sees what we're going through and he wants to alleviate it, even though there are times we've done it to ourselves, And um, that's kind of what the author is talking about. Because in verse 39, he says, why should a living man complain, a man, about the punishment of his sins? So even in our sinfulness, God doesn't wish for us to stay there. Um, He's compassionate to us. And those were the most powerful, powerful parts of um, the scripture for me. Um, There's been many times in my life where... I've been disciplined by the Lord, but it's been for my good. And I can look back and say um, that he loved me through it and that he was compassionate towards me in it. But of course, going through it, you're you're thinking more verse 17, where I've forgotten what happiness is. (laughs) But I really can look back and say, you know, there were times where God had compassion for me. Um, through discipline where he revealed to me um, certain sins in my life that were causing me grief and that that wasn't his heart for me. And so the question today is, what are some areas in your life that you feel afflicted by God? And is there underlying sin there? What could God's heart behind it be?
you for being a compassionate God, um, for being a God that sees our pain, even if we've done it to ourselves, um, and wants to heal it, Lord. I pray that you continue to reveal to us areas in our life um, where there is sin and provide grace for that and healing over those places, Lord. Through our lives and by our prayers, may your kingdom come.